back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. to a Brian's Beat. Tom and Jerry. They got their start on this date, at least on the on the big screen. MGM actually put the movie out. Hanna-Barbera made the cartoon. Started in, in 1940. The Brian's Beat quote of the day, the first need of a free people is to define their own Terms. Stokely Carmichael made that statement back in the 1960s. The first need of a free people is to define their own terms. Well, I'll tell you what, folks coming across the border down in Texas town, Texas state, I should say. They have decided to define their life by where we're going to live. And there's this area. If you look at a map, it would be to the right and north of Houston. It's called Liberty County. It's in Liberty County. And apparently it's an unincorporated area. Whole bunch of land. And I do not know who bought the land. But somebody did. And word is getting to folks that are crossing the border that there is land available in Texas to purchase. And purchasing the land they are doing. I was watching this video by Nick Johnson. And he showed... Numerous trailers, numerous homes being built, and an expanse of land. You, I mean, you would like to have this amount of land for building in, in our backyard. You really would. This land was just unbelievable. And it didn't stop. It did not stop. And it is expected... That's somewhere between 200 and 250,000 people will settle into that area. Yeah, it's a lot of people. You think of 250,000, it's a quarter million. How many people from Wareham to Fall River? That's how many people you're talking about. More, more. Unbelievable. So there's this survey, and I see you there, and I'm going to get to you. Survey that was commissioned by the Fiscal Alliance Foundation. Who are they? Don't really know. But it was a survey of Massachusetts residents, 788 of us, not me, but of us. And... The majority say they do not want 
the right to shelter law extended to migrants. 53% of Bay Staters that are voting Bay Staters would rather the state did not extend its right to shelter law to migrant families arriving in Massachusetts. When asked whether tax dollars should be used to provide the right to shelter law benefit to newly arrived migrants, a majority of voters said no. 508-996-0500. Thank you for your patience. Hello. Yes, thank you for that intro for this hour. No problem. It reminded me of uh, Roger Miller. Trailers for sale or rent room, so at just 50 cents. King of the road. So we're giving these people an opportunity to uh, jumpstart and get right into the business of being an American mainstream situation. And I'm, I'm happy about that. But, but what I did call about is when you mentioned freedom and how people get together and uh, make the government work. And this is why I look at Master's Vineyard as a template on how you handle everything. So the Venezuelans came in and in 48 hours or less, the Venezuelans were gone. The people of Master's Vineyard said, we elected you, you work for us. And they helped her that. From the governor's office, National Guard, right on down. And things were expeditiously taken care of and things were put away, not swept under the rug. And Master's Vineyard is is uh, Paul again, I guess you could say. And um, that's government working. We should take a look again at Massa's Vineyard, revisit it, and maybe even talk to a few people, mayor or whatever, or, or the council, and say, how did, how, did, how did you have the stones? Because money alone couldn't get it done. Oh, uh, maybe that's through? not true. Maybe it's the amount of money. Well, that's why I call your show, because you always add something that changes things but keeps it on a positive course to resolve a problem. Now, that's a good point. But I still think that right now, they, not just Vineyard, is really our template on how to handle things. For some reason, they get right to the big boys. Who's bigger than the governor who has the authority to call out National Guard? They got it done in. In, in nanoseconds. You got and, that uh, right. We love them to death. We, we love these people, but they're <laughs> not going to stay here. And if you bet that everybody else did that, at least I think we would be offered some grants of money to change our minds. Because right now, they're just steamrolling us. Gotcha, man. Hey, thank you much for the call. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Um, just to, um, you know, he talking about Martha's Vineyard and and somehow came up with a plan. Uh, this uh, story, Boston Globe analysis, shows that of the 94 communities hosting emergency shelters, more than half have a median household income below $100,000. Nine of the communities hosting emergency shelters have incomes over $150,000. Hello. How you doing, Brian? Brian is. How are you? Not bad. You know, we have a big problem on the border, and it's not just Eagle Pass, Texas, where you're getting many, many the th- tens of thousands of people crossing over, but also in uh, Jacumba Springs, California. 
They're coming in, thousands and thousands of them. And the Border Patrol is putting up tents, and they're also bringing portageons so, you know, they can relieve themselves. And National Chinese are also crossing through. And it was, uh, I've seen an interview with Todd Benzman. He's a senior fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He's written columns in the New York Post and the Daily Mail. And he says that uh, the White House uh, has sent uh, U.S. taxpayer money to the United Nations, about uh, $1.6 billion, according to, uh, this is according to him. In 2024, the United Nations budget document states that they got $1.6 billion, 15 U.N. agencies, 248 NGOs, non-government agencies to distribute money, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, a cash handout, uh, gift cards, uh, about a one one thousand dollars a month uh, to these migrants. And the other thing is, uh, the United Nations has an agreement with the Central American co- uh, countries that the, these migrants can pass through their country, but they can't stay there. They got to keep moving to the U.S. border. And this is not being reported by the Alphabet Soup uh, media. Mm. So, do you? If that's the case. Don't you think that the Biden administration knows that? Don't you think that the Trump administration before? And don't you believe that the Obama administration knows about that policy, that Olay policy, as I would call it? I would think they did. They would. They would have known about it. Do you know that? How come they don't say anything about it? Uh, Because they're running. Well, Trump's not going to say it because he's running for, for the White House. And Barack Obama is pretty much mums the word. I mean, he wants to protect his legacy. He don't want to talk about it. And Joe Biden, he can't we're being talk. told, <laughs> yeah, he has not. We're being told by Merrick Garland that you know his cognitive skills are in decline. as an old guy. You uh, think? But it, well, it, it looks like it, according to what I've read in some news, uh, some news stories that Joe Biden has been in a cognitive decline since 2009 when he became VP. So Barack Obama knew about that, too. And his but, wife uh, knew about it. Well, she knew that probably before everybody else. Mm. But it's cost Texas $150 million to secure their southern border with Mexico. Well, they, I guess they're not doing that great of a job because they have thousands upon thousands making home outside of Houston, Texas. Hey, thanks for the call. All right, Brian. I do appreciate it. Let's get to one more before the break. 508-996-0500. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. So the biggest issue here is illegal immigrants that have criminal backgrounds. That's, that should be our number one prior. I think when we, we start looking at these illegals here, refugees, and we try to be too broad or, or you know, too broad in our uh, strategy to eliminate this problem, we need to actually focus on getting the, the violent ones out of here. Because as we saw in Times Square, that 15 year old kid he's going to come back he's going to be released back into the to his family most likely you know and they're going to stay here and if if he is deported they're going to deport his entire family and they should they and should you have know done that's that not going to happen immediately you know that's right, not going to exactly happen. yeah so the, the you you focus on the violent ones and then 
then we take care of the the, the regular ones that are actually here, just kind of chilling out, doing whatever, not causing not causing a problem, right? But I think the biggest problem is, is we're, we're trying to focus too much on a, on the broad base of it and try and fix the problem entirely all at once. If we kind of so like, I got, I got, uh, want, hold on a second. Yeah, your comment was we're trying. I don't think the government governments are trying. Yeah. I think that is even if they trotted something out there and it was a a big failure. At least you could say they were trying. Right. I I, I barbed wire isn't it in one section of Texas isn't going to stop people from coming in through another section in Texas and the Texas governor knows that there's this sprawling community outside of Houston, and he's not right. talking about it. No, because yeah, so, I mean, like so, so you know, I, I come back. We know what Maura Healy's doing. We know what our legislature has told us. Right. I don't think anybody wants to work on this. I, I, I don't know the nexus of it all. Right. But it ain't happening. You're you're a hundred percent right. The, the government is the government's being inept because you have the left, the progressives. They have this this inclination to be all inclusive. We need to take care of everybody. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. And even if it's an illegal immigrant, you know the best the best immigration policy America has is deporting violent criminals. And we even deport American criminals to jail. And we, that's what we should be doing. We should take them out of our society, right? Well, if you're an illegal immigrant, out of the country. If you're a legal immigrant or you are an American citizen and you're violent, you deport them and you get rid of them into jail, right? We get rid of them out of society. And that's what that, that's, that was the main point of my, my call. And I, and I appreciate it. And I think you're on point. I would like to believe because... Many of these folks that we're calling illegal are just crossing the border and they're looking for somebody to apprehend them. Once they get yeah. apprehended, I would like to believe, and I'm going to say it just like that, I would like to believe that there is some form of vetting process that goes on before they are just let nilly-willy throughout Texas, throughout right. New Mexico, throughout Arizona, throughout California. You know what I? You know what I, I equate this to with them crossing the border hoping to get apprehended. It's like a homeless person in the winter that stole a piece of gum in order to spend the night in jail because yeah. it's nice and warm. Yeah, it's literally the same thing. Maybe I mean, I, yeah, I I would like to believe it's that simple. I really would. I I really don't. I I don't know, and I, I guess I'd like to find out. Hey man, thanks for the call. You got it, bro. I do appreciate it. I said one more. I lied. Here's another one. Hello. 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 I I heard something on the radio, on the news, uh, that broke my heart. There's a couple of communities in the Boston area who want to charge a fee to day, private daycares and private preschool children from using the public parks. Yes, in their community. I did see that. Um, I don't know if I saw it on New England cable news, or uh, but I I saw that on on one of the news channels. 
what are they going to do? Kick out little American children from a park because they didn't pay a fee? This is getting ridiculous. Well, I think, again, I'm not trying to stick up for, for anyone here, mm-hmm. but I do believe in, uh, was it Arlington? I believe, I believe it, so. I believe it was Arlington. Yes. I believe what the feeling is, is that a lot of the people that use that private school aren't from Arlington. And so they're not paying uh, the local taxes in order to use. And then uh, when others want to use the park, it seems that the, the folks from the private school are, are using it. Schools, I should say, plural, because if I... If I recall correctly, there was more than one school. Well, uh, I don't know that it's going to go anywhere, but right. But everybody pays taxes, and I I'm surprised. Yeah, but you that pay you taxes can't have somebody in New from out of town go to Buttonwood. Yeah, I I, I hear you, mm-hmm. but um, that's how things are getting lately. Pe- you know, people are scratching. They have to pay for folks to clean up the park. They. All of that has to be taken into consideration. And when your townspeople are saying, hey, we can't get on the swings because people from out of town are on the swings. What are you supposed to do if you're the parks and rec director? What are you supposed to do if you're on the board of of selectmen? Well, I think it's wrong. I hear you. I mean, that, that is the state of anemia that we are in. At this particular time. You're right. Manny, thanks for your call. Oh, wait a minute. You going to watch the Super Bowl? No? Okay. Yeah, I did ask that earlier. I'm going to go back to it. Do you have a favorite Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, I have quite a few, actually. This is one. It's going to take you back many moons. But it's a good one. You might remember it. I certainly do. We're back, and the war is heating up. My boy Joe has that defense confused. This month's for you. He's got a beer open. Oh, what a grab. What a move. He faked him out of his label. Touchdown. They're whipping off bites. Up on the buds to see the light. At the end of the half, it's Bud Light 20, Budweiser 13. We'll be back. Oh, it's getting colder. Yes. Brian is back. 508-996-0500 if you'd like to continue talking about immigration in particular the right to shelter law and a survey done on Bay State residents in regards to that I'll gladly uh, take your calls want to let you know about a couple of things if you live in the town of Dartmouth if you live in the town of Dartmouth you you know what we went through last year trying to get the beach stickers in particular for Round Hill? Well, this year, you don't have to worry so much about pounding on the desk or or throwing something at the plexiglass. You know, that kind of stuff that every once in a while somebody may have done last year. Not me, but somebody may have done that. Well, it looks like the rec department has decided that they're going to return to having live bodies from 9 to, I think, 4 o'clock, Monday through Friday, over at Town Hall so you can do the application for your beach sticker. You won't be able to pick it up that same day, but 
at least you'll be able to do it there and you'll get your questions answered, et cetera, et cetera. Apparently last year, some folks went a little berserk. And the town in particular, the head of the rec department, doesn't want that to happen again this year. So there's, there's a change going on. Today, 11 o'clock, downtown New Bedford, next to the Baker, you know, the bakery called The Baker. There is going to be a community meeting sponsored or, or at least held by New Bedford Save Our Schools. And this is a meeting, if, if you recall last week, we had Ross Grace Jr., who was on the New Bedford School Committee. He was on Brian's Beat, and he talked to us and told us his reasons why we need to stop MCAS as a graduation requirement. And I said to him, well, you know what you need to do? You have to have some community meetings where people can go and find out about it. At least if you you open it up so people can hear, maybe it's something that they can vote on. Maybe it's something that they can write a letter to their state representative and to to their senator to let them know how they feel that they don't believe that MCAS should be a requirement anymore. I don't know how Senator Montigny, I don't know how uh, Rep. Cabral and uh, Rep. Markey, who is um, in Dartmouth and and some of the others uh, that are in uh, uh, Hendricks, in in um, New Bedford and Strauss, whose district reaches over to New Bedford and Schmid, whose funny district from Fall River get clips a part of of New Bedford. I don't know how they're thinking about voting. My guess is if they don't hear from you, it's a slam dunk that they're going to vote to keep MCAS as a graduation requirement. The meeting today at 11 o'clock is to talk about that. And if you believe that it should not be a graduation requirement, do you realize there are roughly 30,000 students that would have graduated high school, would have graduated high school, except they screwed up MCAS. They would get a certificate of completion, but not a high school diploma. So anyway, that meeting today at the Labor Building, which is right next to the Baker on Pleasant Street in downtown New Bedford. Speaking of schools, Barry put this up at WBSM.com, I believe on Thursday. He may have done it on Wednesday. New Bedford schools have issues with chronic absenteeism. Massachusetts has a problem getting some students to go to school. (laughs) A lot of problems the Commonwealth has. Almost one in four Massachusetts students missed 18 or more days of school in the 2022-23 school year. So the last school year. And that's called chronic absenteeism. Desi. The Department of Elementary and Secondary Education says 
Massachusetts defines chronically absent as missing at least 10% of days enrolled. For instance, 18 days absent if enrolled for a typical school year of 180 days, regardless of the reason for the absence. Regardless of the reason for the absence. Yeah, yeah, this is where Desi has it all wrong. At any rate, there are 25 schools in the city of New Bedford, 25 schools that fall under chronic absenteeism. The majority, in fact, the overwhelming majority and stands to reason are elementary schools. Now, I find it hard to believe that you have a whole bunch of elementary school students that are skipping school. You know, that stuff that you might start in middle school, junior high school, and something that you could easily pull off in high school. But elementary school, where the heck do you think they're going? And so, let me just tell you some of the schools. The Ashley School, Carter Brooks, Campbell, Congdon, Kearney Academy, the Valiers, Gomes, even the Irwin M. Jacobs Elementary School, Hathaway, Hayden, you know, Haymack, you know, Parker, Pulaski, Renaissance Community Innovation School. The Lincoln School, Pachico School. These are just a few of them. The Rodman, the Swift, the Taylor, the Winslow, Keith Middle, Normandon, Roosevelt, New Bedford High, Trinity Day, and Whaling City Junior Senior High School. All of those schools have chronic absenteeism where the students missed a minimum of 18 days. Now, let's think about it. Does that mean that you can't make the grade? No, it doesn't. Because the 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 blind thought, and that's exactly what I'm going to call it, a blind thought, is that, well, if the kids aren't going to school, they are not studying. That's the blind thought. I believe that the department nips, scratch that, not Desi. Screw Desi. I believe that the individual schools, so in other words, in this case, New Bedford schools, Dartmouth schools. By the way, Dartmouth uh, falls under this. It's just not in New Bedford. I think Fairhaven and Mattapoisett schools, they also fall under chronic absenteeism. What I believe needs to happen is that the district needs to look at each individual individually. Why did that person miss school? It could be they were sick. I mean, if you're out with COVID, that's a minimum five days right there. If a family member is sick, and sick could be a couple of things, you know, Sick as in the flu or also sick because 
they are a chronic alcoholic or whatever. If they're chronic, chronically alcoholic and the kid feels that they have a responsibility to help the other kids and to help mom or dad, they're going to be home helping mom or dad. And so I believe that you need to know the whole story. It's, it's easy to just say, well, they missed 18 days. It doesn't matter why they missed 18 days. If you don't look at the whole picture, you don't know the whole story. And that happens all the time. I'm guilty of it. Okay? There are times that I don't get the whole story and I jump to a conclusion and I'm just back ass backwards. Did I say that right? Ass backwards about it. So what Desi wants is that kid to be there so they can get access to a variety of academic and non-academic supports. I would say, how many supports do the schools need and then you still can't get the kids to come in? Maybe you need to take a, take a good look at what you are doing. Chronic absenteeism. And a lot of this is based off of what happened during COVID. COVID just opened up what the hell is going on. Maybe the parents are saying, well, look, you don't have to go to school if you know today is going to be one of those days when they're talking about the gingerbread man. Do you blame a parent for that? But it's going to count as one of those 18 days. 508-996-0500. Thank you. Hello. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Oh, how are you? I'm winging and I'm wanging. How are you? Okay, just hanging in, um, and the weather's going to be nice today. Looking it. Yeah, beautiful. Wish it could stay that way for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll take I'll take a a few degrees well, higher than fifty. All right. Um, 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 now that you're talking about the schools, and I just tuned in. Um, you know, I noticed that uh, they put two. In front of the one that's near Common Park, I don't know what they call that one, that school. Across um, from Common Park. There are County. two schools. I know there's Parker. Oh. What, where's the other school? Yeah, that's it, Parker. So anyway, they have two, they have four big, those big, uh, os, Those they put these just recently because I go by there a lot. I walk the dog and it's got two big. They're like made of um, stone. They're pretty big, and there's two and two. There must looks like he's gonna put plants in there. And but the thing is, it's it's just pissing me off because it comes out of the taxpayers' money, and then he's got trees all over the place in places that aren't aren't good because trees uplift the sidewalks. And then the side, I, I look when I'm walking, the sidewalks are all messed up. They got tree trunks that are pulling up the sidewalks around here, cracking them and lifting them and you making mean a mess. The roots are. Yeah. Yeah. And not okay. only that. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, and then the trees are going to go where he's putting them. Everybody's even saying it that I show and we talk. They're going to hit the wires. And they're in, they're just in the wrong places, if you know what I mean. 
Okay. They're going to have to be trimmed all the time, which they never do. And people don't want them near their houses for their, for their gutters either. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, here's what I really believe. I believe back when the Parker School was being built, people didn't want the Parker School. I don't know about that, but it's there now. And they, yeah, yeah, but that's it. And, and the trees are going to be there. I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, I hear what no, you're saying. No, no, The trees are everywhere. He's got them everywhere in the city. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they do provide oxygen. Who wants what, Who wants it going into the fight? Into the, I don't. Wait a minute, please. Who wants them going into the, into the where, they, where he's putting them? Into the wires? You know the wires? Yes. And the pipes. They, because the yeah, roots certainly get into pipes. Yeah, they're in the wrong places, really, and there's too many of them. And fix the streets. Never mind doing that. <laughs> That's what's getting me angry. I hear you. And the streets are still crappy, you know, especially around the Parker School. All you have to do is look at Parker and then also um, County Street in that area. Oh, no, he did a little bit of County, but he didn't finish it. So all the other ones that are parallel need doing. Purchase? Yeah. No, and cottage and mm-hmm. up near and the cedar. school and up further. Yeah. All over the whole city, down the south end to, I don't know the name of the streets, but I'm on them in that van and is it bumpy? <laughs> it is indeed. And there are other streets that we're not even mentioning over by the waterfront. Thanks I'm much for the call. All this stuff going to the schools all the time. It's too much. Well, that's where they get the money. I do appreciate it. Thank you. We continue. Hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm winging. I'm wanging. You? (laughs) Fair enough. I'm doing fine. Great. uh, Just a couple comments about the school and absenteeism. I think uh, I wasn't going to call in, but you you intrigued me with what you said about uh, having to take a look inside within to see what you're doing on the other end, meaning the administration or the teachers. So 18 days a year is one day every other week. that, that's pretty significant to have some folks out absentee. I would love to see and compare that to what the teachers' uh, absentee rate is, and I'm gonna and then I'll tell you why. I think that you hit it on the nose with some of the classes that are being taught, some of the topics. I also think that the climate for learning in those a lot of these classrooms um, are not conducive to good learning. I think students are being bullied. I think there's a lot of distractions with... You know, with, I, I'm, 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 pardon me for cutting you off. I'm glad you said that. I didn't even get into that. If a kid is being bullied or beaten up, do you think she or he wants to go back to school? Do you think maybe a parent might be saying, look, you can't stop what's going on in the school. Why do I want my kid in that environment? Absolutely What is what's going on. They're not holding children accountable in schools anymore. The teachers have their hands tied, and, and that's why I say I'd like to see it compared with, with the teachers' absentee rate. I bet you it's, it's rather similar for the same reasons. It's a very, very difficult job now, um, and, and, and the climate in schools now where they don't hold children accountable, and uh, it, it, it's consistent with uh, what's going on with the rest of the country and the rest of the, the new issues with this uh, uh, I don't want to say liberalism, but, you know, uh, you know, the lack of accountability or the lack of. Yeah, I I actually like that term better. I I don't know that it's just liberals. 
uh, that are right. coming up with these right. policies. Right. I, I know we have quite um, a few in the state. Yeah, but I would love to, uh, you know, interview the kids. I'll bet you you'll find out. That's a great point, Brian. Take a look at what you're doing within. What's the administration doing? What's the climate like? What is it that's making kids? My kids, you know, they're out of college now, but they loved to go to school. Of course, we didn't go to the Bedford schools, went to Fairhaven, but, um, uh, you know, they enjoyed school for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you know, kids, uh, you know how I remember when I was sure. a kid. Sure, you know, kids, I the I same, really same with me, school. yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's been a lot of changes, and, and I know a lot of teachers where their classrooms are totally disruptive with disruptive-type students for many different reasons, and it's just not conducive to learning. It's hard to learn and focus and concentrate for those kids that want to do that. They're being bullied. Kids are being beat up, and, and it doesn't seem like any of the people who are beating up the other kids are getting any type of punishment that's working. Um, they're being slapped on the wrist, and, you know, they're sitting right next to the kid that they beat up yesterday. It, it, you know, the climate for learning and, and school and educating people, someone needs to take a hard look at it, and I enjoyed the topic, and thank you for bringing that up. No problem, and you, you brought up teachers. I remember the last year my son taught uh, in a Massachusetts school. He had... I think 15 days with pay, never mind what you get on the other vacations, 15 days with pay. And, you know, a lot of teachers have kids. Your kid is out sick. You're going to be home taking care of that kid. You could also be sick. You know, it's amazing how they're they're padded out 15 days, but the kids are only allowed five excused absences. And then everything else is considered an unexcused absence. Hey, thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Okay. All right. Let's take one more. Hello. All right. Let's take one more. Hello. 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 Yeah, we don't need me in the background. Yeah, we don't need me in the background. All right. Can you let me call you back? I'm sorry. Okay. Here we go again. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. How many years have we been doing this? You know the drill. Before I go right back to the phones, woman friend has been listening. And she heard me when I was talking about uh, Bitcoin and uh, the Bitcoin ETFs, which started last month. And she wanted to know, well, what's an, an ETF? My bad for not explaining. ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund. They're pooled pretty much like... Uh, a mutual fund. In fact, they operate much like a mutual fund. And Brian doesn't touch mutual funds and he doesn't touch ETFs. All right, let's get back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey. Um, you used to be a teacher, right? Kind of. Well, remember 30 years ago, there was stuff going on back then, too. They were suspending kids for dumb reasons. and I don't know what a dumb reason a, is. Can you explain that? Something stupid. Say, like, you were caught throwing a water, wet toilet paper on the ceiling or something. I'm just using that as an example. And they catch you and they suspend you. That, that one I don't reason. remember, or even as an example. Even as an example, maybe that's not a good one. But if you know of that happening, uh, that's new to me. 
I, yeah, people were suspended, um, but I would think that, uh, well, I don't know each and every every person that got suspended, but I would tend to believe that, at least back in my day, that they got suspended for a good reason. You brought a gun into school or something like that. Well, yeah, you're talking something totally different. We're, we're, we're going to talk about a little hick town. I'm not going to say the name of the school. Uh, they've had a, no, a number of controversies behind them and stuff. They used to just suspend everybody for the heck of it because they didn't want to deal with you. In other words, uh, they write you up, send it down the office, two-day suspension. And you were more than happy because your parents were working, so you could do whatever you wanted for the day. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't honestly think suspension helps them. I think they like to get suspended because I think the majority of parents don't care or they're too busy working. Well, uh, in, in today's day and age, suspension is usually done in school. They have in-school suspension. Yeah, they had that back then, too, but they didn't use it. They, they used to just like, kick people out. I don't know you know, I don't. Not. You know, I I think that is part of the problem. If you look at, I'm not a charter school fan, but if you look at charter schools, they have the right to kick you out. If you look at uh, Vogue Tech, they have the right to kick you out. You know, it's uh, it's those kind of schools that are on the public domain. Excuse me, the taxpayer domain. That um, people understand that there are consequences for being, a, you know, a screw-up. And so they are less likely to screw up. And you know what? If they weren't, they get kicked out, then they realize what they've done. Yeah, I don't think these kids realize what they do. I think they enjoy the suspensions, unless they have a parent that's at home. I'm just telling well, you. They, from- it's certainly in the, in the traditional government schools, you are absolutely right, because that is what happens. You know, other other schools, private schools, yeah. charter schools, three strikes if you're lucky and you're out. Wow. That's that's crazy. Well, uh, why is I that crazy? Throwing them out? If, if, if you are not staying at the code of conduct, why keep them there? They're disturbing the kids that are trying to learn. And they're not getting anything out of it by being a-holes. So why do you want them there? Try to reach out to them. You know what? Here's what I want. I want teachers that want to teach. I don't want them to be darn babysitters. I don't want the assistant principals to always have to be the disciplinarian and the principals to do it when the assistant principal can't do it. After a while, you got to know right from wrong. Well, I will agree with you. Uh, The schools are not being run right. They aren't. And I got to go. I'm I'm up, up against the clock. But thank you much for your call. We'll do it again next.